Hey, it's Tony Wiggins here with Locked On Jaguars. We're going to talk about what the Jags need to do and what they don't need to do or the thing they need to avoid in order to be victorious in week two. You are Locked On Jags, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. people on a good friday this is tony wiggins here with locked on jaguars where it's your team every day and we thank you for making us your first listen glad you all join us here because we're free on all platforms wherever you get your podcast make sure you like and subscribe the youtube page as well today's episode is brought to you by bet online bet online has you covered this season with more props odds and lines than ever before bet online is where the game starts and i'm glad you guys start here with me every single day on your daily podcast and make us your first listen and we are grateful that you join us we're going to talk today about week two how important it is for the jaguars to get a victory in week two against the indianapolis Colts in their home opener you don't want the ramifications of starting out zero and two because then we have to deal with all the rhetoric that comes with that and that's just not something that we want so we're going to talk about the ins and outs the things that the jacks have to do and what they have to do as they continue to seek their identity. And um, we'll talk about the positives first, and then we'll talk about the things that they have to avoid. I'm also going to hit in segment three. I'm going to talk about this word generational and how it is kind of going around and taking on a life of its own and why I think people need to just relax for a few minutes. And I understand, but I'm going to also let you know, I understand where you, uh, where you come from and how we got, how we all got here and what we're starved for we'll talk about all of those things here on locked on jaguars today but first the home opener should be an exciting time tailgating should be by the way i'm gonna come to that to the stadium at tia bank i'm gonna come in a little bit early and they always have you know the food is is pretty good in the cafe up in the press box but i want to see what y'all working with on this tailgate so i'm gonna come around to some of these tailgates man and uh i will not have a, an, an adult beverage with you uh, before the game no matter how much you try to coax me into doing it i cannot work while i uh have a taste uh on my tongue so i won't be doing that but it's going to be good to see the crowd it's going to be good to see so many people back down the tia bank field hoping for a good result on sunday now what will determine whether or not the result on sunday is what we all hope for well the first is going to be the play the quarterback trevor lawrence i want trevor to have that game and by that game, I mean the one that everyone will look at this game and say, bang, that's the game right there where he turned the corner. Because it doesn't mean that he won't make mistakes in the future. We saw two legendary, uh, according to everybody, right, Patrick Mahomes and, and uh, Justin Herbert, play last night and guys made mistakes. But no one questions whether they're generational. And the reason why is because they've also done a lot of good things. I need Trevor to have that game where he does a lot of good things and uh, is is the reason when you point to why the Jaguars won, and I said won because I'm talking in a hyper, hypothetical as if they w- win the game, that he's going to be the reason. You can point to him and say he did this, 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 and this, and this, and that's why they, they won the game. Because he's going to be playing against a quarterback that did that for a long time in Atlanta and Matt Ryan. And 
you know what it looks like. And when you play it, like last week, Trevor was measured up against Carson Wentz, right? And some people say, well, Carson Wentz outplayed him. Those people won't uh, point out that Carson Wentz threw two picks, right? Yeah, he threw two interceptions, and it, it really allowed the Jaguars to take over the game. And the Jaguars, like, it's funny how quarterbacks always get blamed for the losses, but they don't get credit for the victories. Isn't that, isn't that weird? It's like when the team wins, it's the team game. When the team loses, it's all on the quarterback who didn't play well. So the thing is, is I do want him to have that game. So uh, I think he can be the reason why the team gets to the point where they turn a corner and, and they can win games where they don't play as well as they should. Uh, they can win games despite the fact that they make a couple of mistakes here and there. That's what I want to happen. So uh, I think it starts, though, with the running game. You have to get the running game going. Uh, you have to establish that, control the clock, allow this Florida Heat to beat down on the Colts, and no matter how they try to prepare for it, you can't prepare for the Florida Heat if you're not in Florida. So use all of these things to uh, to your advantage. I think while you want Trevor to be the main reason why they win, I think there's a way you can do that but get to it without actually putting all of that on him early in the game. I think you establish the run and um, allow play action to, to become a, a part of everything. And I know people say play action doesn't mean you're going to have a higher completion percentage because they look at all of those things. But there's a reason why people do it. And the reason why people do it is because on each individual play, a window opens up because you get the linebackers in the safety peeking their head into the, into the, um, into the backfield. So, you know, play action does work. Well, what they say, let me correct. They say, having an effective running game doesn't make play action more uh more successful so we can look at the numbers and talk about that and the numbers can say what they want to say but there's a reason why people want to establish the run and there's also a reason why folks use play action off the run and there's a reason why a lot of times play action doesn't work when there's no threat of the run because teams realize they can stop the run with four people and they don't have to keep their head or, or keep their eyes into the box so get the running game going limit the turnovers get in your bag as a play caller uh when you if you're doug peterson and be able to still go down the field and challenge the deep middle of the field they they did a good job of it last week and it's something that they want to do and more importantly just don't get away from the things that you want to do as a football team all because you had one game that didn't go your way i hear and see a lot of that as if folks believe that the DNA of a, of a coach or a play caller can just be changed overnight when normally what you see them do is what they've done their entire life to get to the point where they're as successful as they are. This is who they are and this is what they do. You just can't change it. It doesn't, it don't work like that. So Doug, I want Doug to continue to be in Doug, but I just want Trevor to execute and play a little bit better. Now coming up in segment two, what we're going to talk about is we're going to discuss those things that I believe Trevor Lawrence has to do in order, in order to make sure that he is as successful as uh, he, he should be. And that is by basically not doing something. And then what we're going to discuss, we're going to discuss the defense. If Trayvon Walker and those guys can avoid certain situations that will put them in bad situations that will also hurt uh, the Jaguars as it pertains to uh, the way that we want them to play this weekend. So 
hang in there. We're going to talk about things that we want this team to avoid. We're going to discuss those things here in just a second on Locked On Jaguars. I want to tell you guys about Turo. Turo is the world's largest car sharing marketplace. With Turo, you can book any car you want wherever you want it from a community of local hosts across the U.S. and Canada. I'm telling you, man, browse a huge selection of vehicles for just about any occasion or budget. Book an SUV or a minivan for a family road trip or a pickup truck to run some errands, even test drive an EV. That's right. Every trip is backed by liability insurance. Terms and conditions exclusively apply Ditch boring rental cars and find your drive at Turo.com. I'm telling you, make sure you go to Turo.com because they're affordable. You can get economy cars. You can get a luxury car. You can get an electric vehicle. You just got to do it differently, man. Just don't think that you have to rent cars and do the same thing you usually do. Turo is outstanding, and you need to make sure you jump on Turo ASAP because that's where it's at. It's Turo dot com please make sure you use Turo wherever you go i also want to tell you about elias man the elias elias digital solutions here's the thing when you hear the word elias you know what that is it is credibility that's right elias game plan is the only sports app from the most trusted name in sports elias sports bureau the official statisticians of u.s pro sports leagues including the NFL. Their app lets you access team and player stats, head-to-head team comparisons, and Elias insights from the Elias Sports Bureau. Now, why would you want to get any information from anywhere else other than the place with the name Elias in it? Because it just speaks of credibility. It is the brand that we all have heard of, and that is where you should go to get all of your information. Take my advice and download the Elias Game Plan app today with new features available all the time take your time take your game to the next level nfl season is right around the corner so don't wait find elias game plan in the app store or play store today and get started with the best information the most credible information that you are going to get about sports all right man rolling along here at locked on jaguars on the locked on jaguars podcast Busy, busy weekend. It's week two. We are just hoping and hoping and hoping that what happens this week is they come out with a victory. We want the Jaguars to win. We don't want them to go in 0-2, start the season 0-2, because at some point, no matter what the improvements that you see, your record is who you are. You don't want to be 0-2, and there's a way that you can avoid it. We were talking about Trevor Lawrence in the first segment, and I'll jump on him a, a little bit more here turnovers bad throws live to see another day man don't think you have to get everything at once don't think you have to be a hero don't think you have to play hero ball because when you do that that puts your defense back on the field and nine times out of ten you're going to be in a bad down and distance situation and that's not what you want speaking of said defense didn't play too bad uh all the way around last week gave up some big plays in a passing game and then had a problem early on before they settled down with tackling the secondary has to step up. The receivers with Indy are not the same guys that, that they saw last week in Washington. The fast guys, the track guys who can start and stop and make you miss, 
in space. The receivers here for the Colts are bigger, are bigger players. They got to be – you look, you can't – you can't not play well against little guys and not play well against big guys. Um, the the bullseye is on Shaq Griffin right now. Tyson Campbell played well, even though he gave up a touchdown, he didn't find the ball, but he did get a pick. Shaq Griffin, man, and there's a lot of confusion. There's a lot of videos out right now, I, I, you know, all over the place about the uh, Terry McLaurin touchdown, and there's one that's really, really – it's bad if you've seen it because uh, I think Pat McAfee posted it. And if he didn't post it, he he was talking about it, where they had Terry McLaurin mic'd up. And McLaurin was like, that cover two is weak. They're playing it lazy. They're being real lazy. And when he said they, he was talking about Shaq, and he was probably also talking about the safety, Andre Sisko. So eventually, in the fourth quarter, when they needed it, they hit that play. And that was the the play to actually get them uh, the, to get them the lead late in the game. I was at the press on Monday when they asked Doug. Someone asked Doug about it, Doug Peterson. He says communication. Safety, you know, needs to communicate a little bit better and understand. But he says also, you know, corner has to do a better job, probably at the release point, and they have to work together and understand. Yeah, you have safety help, but it makes it more difficult for that safety to be able to get over there if you're not at least playing a little bit tighter than what you were playing. So, uh, and I paraphrase, and Doug didn't say all of that, but that's what I juxtaposed from what he had said. But the things that the thing is, whatever, man, you just can't be out there thinking that, okay, well, this is where I'm supposed to be. This is where I'm supposed to be. Well, it's not me, it's him. And you fall asleep, and then all of a sudden you give up a big play at a critical juncture of the game. And you can't turn it all on and off either. You can't say those things early didn't matter because they didn't throw the ball that way, but then your muscle memory allowed you to continue being lazy. And he saw it, and he probably told the coaches, and they dialed it up and waited for the exact right time to slap you all upside your head with a big play like that. Secondary has to play better. Got to tackle better in the open field if you're in that back seven, whether you're in a linebacker, the Mike linebackers or the inside linebackers, or if you're one of those safeties. You got to stop people in their tracks, man. You can't let people just jitterbug you and, and put the stinky leg on you and Kyrie you in open, in open field. Got to get that defense off the field. You got to convert third downs. And when you do, uh, don't allow them to convert uh, third downs. Don't get a penalty on third down, whether it's jumping off sides or whatever to keep drives going. It's hard to get people off the field in the NFL. And then when you get them off, don't do something that has nothing to do with the play and let them keep the ball and keep possession. That's why in the fourth quarter, the defense was sucking air last week. They were gassed and they were getting gashed and dialed up and they were playing on skates. No, all that stuff has to improve. All of it. Can't miss field goals. Doug Peterson, you, you know, you got to be judicious in when you're going to go forward and when you're not. Can't miss field goals going into that. Every little thing counts when you're trying to win. All of it. All of it. We can't take anything for granted. Nothing. No possessions. Drop passes. Missing throws. Missing tackles. Dumb penalties. Doug, he said he was surprised last week that they were so penalized. They want to get that number down a little bit. And they need to get it down a little bit. Because the penalties come because teams, you know what? You're trying. Well, we're just trying harder. No, you're not trying hard. You don't have the confidence in your ability, so you feel like you got to try to get away with something. That stuff needs to go. Believe it or not, I'm enthusiastic. I think they still have the mindset that they're going to get over this and do the right thing, and they're going to and they're going to play better. We'll just have to see come this weekend. I'm telling you, man, 
I'm telling you, we really have to see that come this weekend. All right, I'm going to talk about generational. I'm getting sick of hearing the word. So instead of me doing it in 140 characters on social media, I'm going to do it here. And I'm going to tell you exactly how I feel about people using that word over and over again uh, in a negative or a non-negative way. I'll do it in just a second here on Locked on Jaguars. After I tell you about BetOnline.net, it is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including this year's opening week's games. BetOnline is also your continued source. This is not opening week. This is the second week. Uh, Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. Now, listen, big boxing match coming up. It's probably five years too late, but that's all right. I haven't really looked in a lot on Triple G and Canelo, but if you go to Bet Online, I bet you any amount of money you're going to get all the information you need to find out who should have the upper hand in that match because it's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events including boxing, which I just mentioned, and the golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action because Bet Online is where the game starts. You're starting here with me right here on Locked On Jaguars on a good Friday, man. It's woo, feels so good, man, to get when, when you know football is on the horizon and you know toes going to meet leather and the weather's going to hold up here in Jacksonville and there's going to be tailgating and smoke and glizzies, those are hot dogs, by the way, and burgers and everything, and the beer is going to be flowing, and folks are going to be happy, and folks are going to be enthusiastic, and folks are going to cheer their Jaguars on to try to get them to a week two victory. Now, what do they have to do in order to make sure the Jags win? Trevor has to play better. You see how easy that was for me to admit that? Trevor has to play better. I can say that Trevor has to play better. And I can still believe that he has generational talent. I don't, the word generational is killing me because I think when you say it, that means that folks automatically believe that he has to have generational play right away. That's not true. Those are, that's two different things. So now we got this crew of people that every time somebody, every time he doesn't play well, or somebody else plays well who already has the title of generational, they're going to say, well, that's what a generational quarterback is supposed to do. It's almost sarcastic, and it's almost like, yeah, you know, just if you can watch me on the video, I'm like poking the eye. It's like, because a lot of that comes from, and I, we got here because of all the promo of when everyone knew that Trevor was going to be, be the pick. I get it. I did some of it too, right? And it was like overload because it's what people wanted to hear. And it was, a, it was a bunch of excitement. And it, in this market, we haven't had a lot to be excited about, right? Even though we haven't been as bad as being excited or being fans as people give us credit for here in Jacksonville. Nowhere near, by the way, because one of the things that this city has is faithful fans. And you all you know, know I truly believe that. The, the bottom line is, though, man, yeah, you can get sort of full with all of the enthusiasm and then have a little bit of a letdown. Or you could be the guy that's sitting there waiting to say, you guys need to slow down a little bit and 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 not understand why so many people hyped him up. Or you can be the person that got really, really hyped and didn't and didn't understand the process that goes into you know watching a guy. And I ain't gonna say playing a position because I never played it, but I have watched quarterbacks who were generational not look like they were generational when they first started. Brett Favre, who's been in the news for all the wrong reasons, 
I'm just not going to talk about on the field was a generational talent. Brett Favre wasn't generational when he was in Atlanta because he didn't play. And he wasn't generational when he first got traded to Green Bay because he wasn't very good. The best quarterback in Jaguars history was Mark Brunel. When Mark Brunel got traded here, Mark Brunel ran all the time. Mark Brunel only had one season where he threw for more than 20 touchdowns. Troy Aikman was 1-15 and got benched and almost lost his job. Drew Brees wasn't generational when he was with San Diego. He became generational four years later when he was with New Orleans. I mean, come on, Josh Allen. Everybody's raving and slobbering over Josh Allen. Josh Allen wasn't that good when he – a lot of people said they wouldn't have picked him and drafted him. He wasn't that great those first two years in Buffalo. Maybe the first year and a half he wasn't, but then he started to turn it around, and then last year he became a generational – so they have generational talent with generational uh, traits. The thing is with Trevor Lawrence that's getting on my nerves is the same people that say, well, he's not generational will say he hits all the hard throws. He makes hard throws. He just doesn't complete the easy ones. You know who completes hard throws? Generational talents. Anybody can make an easy throw. And I guess you say, well, he can't. Yeah, but it's fixable. It's probably something mechanical. It's probably overexcitement. It's probably putting too much on the ball. I don't know what it is, but I hope he gets it fixed because if he gets it fixed, then the sky might be the limit for Jacksonville. But it's just this rush for everyone to first expect him to be a generational talent. Was Andrew Luck, did Andrew Luck make mistakes? Yeah. Did Peyton Manning make mistakes and throw 26 to 28 picks his first year? Yeah, he did. Did that mean he wasn't generational? No, it did not. Everyone's in a rush to anoint someone and then everyone is in a rush to tear people down the second that they feel deflated because of whatever it is they thought was going to happen. And, you know, it's just like, I almost got in block mode yesterday on social media because every time something happens, somebody's going to throw that word around, whether it's good or bad, whether it's in sarcasm or not. Here's the thing. I'm going to be honest with you. If you think the Jaguars are thinking about another quarterback, then you might be an idiot. If you think they should be thinking about another quarterback at this point, I don't think you know football. If you can come to the conclusion that he ain't it and he ain't never going to be it, I question, you know, I disagree with you, but you're entitled to your opinion. If you know for sure he's going to be everything you thought he was, I say, I don't know yet. I don't know about that either. We'll see. He has traits. There's a reason why just about the entire universe thought that kid should have been number one with a bullet and not even thought of. That doesn't go away because he doesn't play well. Early. It just doesn't. I, I really, really, you know, want people to just get over themselves and 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 just stop with, well, he ain't generational or or when, when another guy makes a throw, oh, he's generational, and that guy's generational, and, and then that guy throws a pick, and, and then he misses receivers all night. See, you get to this point where as great as you think a guy is, like Justin Herbert, great player, but there were eight throws last night that he missed in the game, and what, we can't point out that, yeah, he missed receivers two on third down? Sure. You know, sometimes I just think some of y'all just don't want to be happy. I'm serious, man. This is like, it's crazy. 
But look, it's too much good stuff to look forward to this weekend. Hopefully, if he plays well, we can at least put that to, to bed, to rest for a little while. All right? Just a little while. Just put that down and put that to bed just, just for a little while. You don't have to put me to bed, make me your first listen, but your second listen should be the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson give you the expert NFL analysis in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Good luck to you guys celebrating this weekend and having a good time with football on Saturday and Sunday. And I hope the Jaguars win and I hope they make all your tailgates worth it. And please be safe this weekend and we'll see you on Sunday. I'm going to do a reaction podcast just like last week, a postcast of the game. And then we'll talk about either they won or lost, man. But until then, y'all take care of each other. And I'll see you next time.